Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey, everybody, it's Matt Tommy, and thanks again for being on the podcast with me today. I'm so excited to have my friend Lori McCown with me, who is not only a great person and just really uh, incredible teacher, but she's an incredible fiber artist, internationally renowned, may I say. And um, so, Lori, it's just such a pleasure to have you on today. Matt, it's uh, great to be here, and thank you so much for asking me. I'm always happy to chat with you about art and everything else involved with it. Absolutely. We've gotten to know each other over the last few years working with uh, the Gathering of Artisans Conference, and you've been so incredible to come teach and and be a part of that. But just to not even beyond that, just to see the work that you do and uh, just your life on social media and all that sort of thing. It's just uh, you're living a beautiful life and you're creating beautiful things. And it's, (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's uh, I'm very, very blessed to be able to do that and um, I don't take it for granted and as you and a lot of other people know it's a lot of work but um, when you're doing something that you love and you feel like you have uh, something to say I think it makes it uh, worth it. Yeah absolutely. Talk a little bit about how you got started because you know your work I just I love the visceral nature of your work that you know I'm a obviously a fiber person as well so I love anything tactile and and all of that. How did that start to bubble up inside of you early on, and and how'd you get to where you are now? Um, well, very, very short story actually. I grew up in Southern California and um, was very fortunate enough to have parents who um, sort of got me as far as art making goes. Um, they weren't artists themselves, mm. but they supported me, and um, I was able to go to a university out there and study art. Um, which I think was the bedrock of everything. Um, I've always been a maker. Um, I think a lot of artists say that. Um, Started with painting and drawing. And uh, then uh, out of college, ended up uh, marrying a military man, such as it is, and traveled the world. Um, But I always maintain uh, a small art studio, uh, usually with painting because that was a bit more portable. Right. Um, but I had also um, started to do some sewing and I had taken a weaving class when I was in uh, college. Loved the teacher and I, I think that's really was a key thing was she was just so enthusiastic about non-traditional, this was in the 80s, um, non-traditional materials and methods. She was a really forward thinker and I really sort of jived with her. Right. And um, so I think that was already always there. Um, So sort of fast forward a little bit, you know, three kids later, uh, I ended up working all kinds of different jobs, um, worked for the government, believe it or not, at one point, um, and then um, took a quilting class, a traditional quilting class, and really loved, like you said, the tactile, touching the fabric, uh, sewing, and and went on with that for a while, and then attended a um, a quilt show nearby. I live in Virginia now, and... um, just was blown away by the whole art quilt movement. And I, this is probably back in the late uh, 1994, 1995. Okay. And, and was just blown away by the way um, quilt artists were using their materials, um, really essentially painting with fabric, thread, 
and such. And I, that was sort of it for traditional quilting for me. I, I um, came home and I just, I just, it was like a door had opened up and um, permission was granted. <laughs> <laughs> sort of that aha moment in your process, I it guess. It was, it was. So, um, so yeah, from there I've really sort of not looked back and, um, and has, have enjoyed exploring themes. Um, Sometimes very directly associated with Christianity, but not always. Um, yeah. uh, interpretation is a big thing, as you know, with art. So, um, yeah, that's sort of the short, condensed version of of the traveling right now. Yeah, you know, I'm always interested because um, you move as freely in fiber as you do in painting and kind of back and forth. And one of the things that I'm always trying to help artists develop uh, especially emerging artists is that focus in their work because, you know, we all kind of start out as dabblers, I call it. And then, <laughs> right, you know, right. we start to kind of find our voice and, and pare down what we're doing. Mm. Um, and yet, as soon as you say, you know, you've got to focus, mm. then you see somebody like you who is, you know, working in multiple mediums, even like me. Mm. Now I'm not only in basketry, but I'm working with clay and metal and things like mm. that. Mm. What's, what was that process like for you where, you focus, but now you've kind of expanded. You, you're doing a little bit of, of several mediums. So yeah. how does that process for you? Um, I probably have always kept a sketchbook and drawn and painted. I feel sort of like that's the mothership, if you will. Um, mm. uh, so I guess that makes me a 2D thinker. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be a 3D thinker. And I really tried, um, tried to explore that a bit, um, particularly in the last couple of years. Um, but I think, um, Matt, I think it, I think it coalesces together when, um, you sort of step back and think about your themes. And I think for any artist worth their, you know, salt, <laughs> um, <laughs> should, should really, um, I'm a huge believer in keeping a sketchbook, um, whether it be, you know, electronic or just paper and pencil, the old fashioned way. Right. I think that that develops the things you care about, if for lack of more eloquent terms. And it, um, you can keep a record. And as, as I tell my students, write stuff down. It doesn't have to be, you know, grand poetry or sonnets. But you will find that certain things resurface over and over and over again. So regardless of what the media is, be it glass or clay or paper or you know, you name it, you, you, you've got it all these days. Um, I think that that honing in on your themes and, and, you know, themes can be something as, as easy as nature. Um, right. And I tell my students, you know, so what about nature? Do you care about the environment? Is it the, you know, what is it that, that is sparking you to come back to that theme over and over again? So I, for me, um, I guess it's maybe form following function <laughs> in, <laughs> sure, in, a, sure. in, a, in a, you know, academic sort of a term, but, and how you express it. Well, that's your craftsmanship, isn't it? That's right. what you've been trained to do, whether it be basket making or painting or drawing or, um, you know, even expanding it to music theater, that sort of thing. So encompassing sort of a feel if that makes sense yeah absolutely that's that's good mm. you mentioned uh you know not all of your work uh has overtly christian themes and that sort of thing and um i think that's wonderful i think you know all of us should be exploring all of the different themes that come up in our work but talk a little bit about how your spiritual life and your your connection with the lord 
influences your work. Um, but you know, for some people that's a very upfront sort of narrative that they're trying to build into everything they're doing. And then for other people, it's sort of this, uh, stream that, that runs underneath everything. So how is that for you? Um, for me, it's, it's, it's who I am. Um, there's that song, isn't it? But I'm not going to sing for you today. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, it is, um, and I came to Christianity a little later in life. I was an adult when I confessed my faith. And I used to think of that as a detriment. You know, I didn't know every hymn by heart. I was not familiar with a lot of Christian, you know, quote, terms. And right. Now I feel quite differently. I feel like I don't have a whole lot of baggage I have to overcome. <laughs> you know, um, so I, not that, I, you know, that's so great, but I think, you know, as the Bible has, every come, everyone comes to Christ in a different path. They all sure. So for me, um, the expression of the art is, um, and let's back up for one second. Of course, Christian art comes with so much baggage. Oh, yeah. The terminology. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, from Michelangelo to Da Vinci, I mean, everybody's, you know, Sistine Chapel. You can't. <laughs> yeah, sure. You can't, you can't ignore it. Um, so I think sometimes the term has such a loaded content to it that people freeze. And so maybe it's, and I, and I, and I got to admit, you know, sometimes I do too. You fall into, I have to illustrate the Bible in these beautiful, wonderful ways when maybe that's not, not what you're being called to do. Maybe, sure. maybe you're trying to, you know, for example, express, uh, you know, your path or the path that you see people around you taking. And um, it's not always pleasant and flowers and uh, rainbows. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes it's, it's you know, I, it's teeth gnashing for me. Yeah. Um, so I guess sometimes it's, that leads you down some dark paths. But I think, you know, Jesus himself went into the wilderness several times. Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, uh, that that is, it's worthy of it, of, um, exploring, I think. Mm, that's good. You know, as you look back at your own life, I know you said, you know, you came to the Lord later in life and maybe had worked through some of those roadblock kind of issues in your creative process, but were there any struggles for you mindset wise or just technique wise or anything like that, that you're like, wow, when I busted through this, I really started kind of stepping into the fullness of, of who I am as an artist. Yeah, and it's and I have to say it's still ongoing, Matt. I mean, I don't know what you're not perfect. <laughs> you know, Lori. especially not a Monday morning, right? <laughs> oh. um, but I think uh, a couple things. One of the the main things lately I've found, and I don't know, maybe you're the same, Matt, is I've had to sort of sequester myself from a lot of social media. Yeah, uh, I think social media is a great tool. But it also can be very, very overwhelming and intimidating. And I have the tendency to um, overstimulate myself with a lot of uh, a lot of the garbage that's out there. And sure. I think when I um, I think when I and and I think this boils down to the to the to one of the most important things. And it's so boring and so unromantic, but it's <laughs> it's it's keeping a schedule and. As an artist, you can get very distracted. There's lots of pretty shiny things out there to go look at. And I think when I started to um, focus in 
on my schedule. And again, I know that sounds so boring and artists want like, oh, <laughs> I, I came across the mountaintop and saw it, you know. That's right. But I'm sorry. It's like, okay, I allow myself, you know, a certain amount of time in the morning to check emails and do all of that. So it's sort of, it's not a daily grind, but it is a daily thing that I have to keep um, in the back of my mind to keep me on track. So, right. And that allows for this for the very important studio time. And my studio time, it's not cleaning the studio, it's not sitting around shuffling papers, it's 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 making. And sometimes it's very productive and it and it's wonderful and sometimes it's not. And to be able to accept that, um, and that is part of the I write on the board of every one of my classes, trust the process. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> because it's not, it's Oh, we get so wrapped up and it has to be pretty and beautiful and you know it's you got to have that ugly teenager in there sometimes to yeah absolutely and I think all of us have to I know for me I mean you know Cameron's 14 right now and my wife still works at a high school and you know there's this rhythm of life you know so sure. you know I, I'm in the studio at eight o'clock in the morning till four because that's our family schedule you know but right other right. people work late at night but I think it's true finding that rhythm that works for you and and really honoring that in your life is, is huge. exactly exactly yeah. and treat it as such treat it as that sacred time of you know you wouldn't any other kind of a job you wouldn't just oh I'm gonna go watch tv or I'm gonna do this sure. or, that or walk the dog it's like no it's it's that's the time to be creative and to tap into that so um yeah, and I find that the, just when I do that, when I honor that, and I see other people honor that, I think the Lord honors that in our life, that there's grace to move, you know, in those times that, you know, yeah, sometimes you come up empty, you come in the studio and like, man, I don't, I don't want to be here, or I'm just, you know, I need to get this done, but it's not the most inspiring today, but yeah. um, I find when I, when I give myself to that process that I always am glad that I did at yes. the, at the end of the day, so Again, you know, not trusting, trusting the process. And sometimes you feel like you're going through the motions and you are. That's right. <laughs> and it's okay. And it's okay right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to get product and, you know, oriented, especially, yes. you know, I'm in a, obviously gallery space here. So people are in all the time and oh, yeah. can, can you make me this? And I'm oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. well, yeah, I can do that, but yeah. you know, I'm also trying to make the thing that's in my heart over here as well. And so, you know, being able to balance that. So talk a little bit, I guess, you know, you've been in this journey a long time, uh, like I have as others are asking you advice and, you know, Lori, what's the one thing, what's the one thing that's going to change my life You know, <laughs> as an artist, you know, uh, if you could give your, your piece of sage advice to a young artist or, or even an artist coming back to their art, you know, later in life and, and well, trying to really pursue it, what would you say, you know, beyond the things that we've talked about? Um, and here, another very unromantic thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, I mean, know that you're a child of God. I mean, mm. that's, that you, you just, we cannot be reminded of that enough, can we, every day? I mean, we don't always feel it. Um, but here's another thing, Matt, that I found very, very useful. And I've had to practice this as you know, now I've gotten to be a little more mature, but is to be able to talk about your art and mm. talk about it in a non-apologetic, non-self-depreciating, not talk about your art like it matters and it's wow. important and it's 
something that you're proud of. And I see this over and over and over again. And I almost want to develop a whole class or something on this is that talk about a piece of your art without saying something bad about it. You know, yeah. I made this mistake or I did this or this took me in a direction that I didn't like or didn't, you know, um, to really be confident. Um, I guess it's, this is sort of like a public speaking thing, <laughs> but even you, like when people come into your gallery one-on-one, -on -one, be able to be um, coherent about what you're presenting. And um, again, it takes practice. And um, sometimes you're not even sure what you're working on is, you know, sure, sure. but that is, um, that has just such connection with people and they'll, they may or may not, you know, you've done the thing where you talk and people get that sort of shuttered eyes on, you know, right. art, art speak. starts. <laughs> <laughs> but but to be able to actually, you know, say something about what you're doing, you know, you're spending so much time doing this, practice a little about your presentation and how, not necessarily how you'd like people to see it, but that makes a connection with collectors. It makes a connection with people who remember your work and you. And um, that, that really starts to cultivate um, not only the, the person who's looking at the art, but it, it cultivates your ability to talk about it. Right. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough, particularly in this day and age of, you know, everyone just has to promote the heck out of themselves. And it gets quite tiresome. Sure. Um, but I think that ability is, goes a long way. And, well, I totally agree. I mean, I, the core of what I teach in our mentoring program is that, you know, nobody needs art, but you know, nobody buys art because they need it. You know, they buy art because of connection either with mm -hmm. the piece or with the artist or whatever. And so the more that we can Absolutely. build that connection over time through, through media, social media, through one-on-one -on -one connection or the stories yeah. that we're telling is, is just huge. So yeah. Um, yeah. that's really big. And I think, you know, you've seen this, you know, just over the years, I think it's getting easier for artists to build that connection because we don't have to go through galleries exclusively anymore. You know, yeah. there, have you seen a, a freedom come in your own connection with that? Just that there's more opportunity now to be, to connect with buyers uh, than there used to be. I think so. I think so. And, um, yeah, the old system of, you know, you must be represented in a gallery in New York City and such as, you know, I mean, you know, if they want to come knock on my door, I'm more than happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but to think that that is something that I have to wait for, um, I think that that whole matrix has been smashed. Um, right. I think that that has become um, one way of doing it. But um, like everything else uh, in this in this world. Um, the, the mode for that sort of thing has been really sort of discombobulated. And so I think um, I, connection is important. Um, you know, being true to what you're making, um, that makes it authentic. Yeah. In, in turn, that authentic will, will convey itself, um, hopefully through you and through your work. Um, sure. But that's, again, that's where, 
um, you know, some training, <laughs> you know, some training to, to help people. Um, and I think maybe, and I'm, and I'm not pointing fingers, but sometimes people think they can just dive right into oil painting or dive right into, you know, ceramics when, um, knowing your craft and how to, you know, manipulate the, that's to me, I think sometimes people think they can skip that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, and getting good training from, you know, well, you know, of course you could do it online and that stuff these days, but sure. knowing what you're doing and, and it's a little like dancers training on that body memory that they, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think developing that competence. I mean, it does, it, it takes time and it, yes. I find the more skill that I develop, the more I want to develop and the more capacity than that I have to, to create yes. within the context of my own imagination, you know? Yes. So it's, I always tell people that I'm like, you know, don't look down on skill development as unspiritual or unsavory because it's like, that's the, that's the vehicle, if you will, that's taking your, <laughs> your Precisely. imagination out you Precisely. know, to the world. So. Those are the tools, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's, there's, you know, motivation, but you also have to have the skills as mm -hmm. well to, um, to develop it. I agree. That's good. Well, hey, speaking of skills, they can come see you at Gathering of Artisans this Yay. year and hopefully other years as well. And Absolutely. where else can uh, can folks connect with you, Lori? Because this has been so good, but I know people are going to want to see yeah. your work and connect. So find out other yes. classes that you're doing. So Absolutely. Um, I, have a, uh, I have a class coming up, a weekend class in uh, at, at Quilt Surface Design Symposium, which is in Columbus, Ohio. It's coming up in June. And then um, I have some other things in the make, hopefully this uh, summer. So um, I try and keep my website. Website's important. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and, do, and do one that you can that you can manipulate yourself because I found trying to rely on someone else is not well. At least with my experience, hasn't been very very good. But That's right. I try and keep my teaching schedule pretty up to date on my uh, on my website and um, and yeah. So. So tell everybody what's your website and your Instagram and that sort of thing, Facebook okay. and Yep, it's it's easy. It's lauriemccowan.com and um that is my Instagram as well. Um keep it simple so I can remember it. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and on Facebook as well, although not quite so much as I used to be. Um with the same my name Lori McCowan. So um yeah, definitely sign up for some classes and call and don't give up. <laughs> That's right. That's the key, right? To stay yeah. on the journey. So, Keep going. Yeah. well, hey, thank you so much for being on with me today. And I know people are encouraged by your story. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast today uh, in the link uh, on the podcast, you can find all the links to Lori's website, Facebook, Instagram, and all that and connect with her on her journey. So thanks so much, Lori, for being on today. Thank you, Matt. I really appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.